Okay, so Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So let's quickly see what we, um, what we understand. Yes? Does it mean that you need the keys in order to be able to bind on earth and in heaven and loose on earth and in heaven? Because it says... We're going to look at that. That's good. It's good observation. Okay, so uh, 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 interesting, Zavia, that what we're doing this evening also correlates with the big other question. Okay, um, Lizelle, I'm sure you've been taught on this before. <laughs> we were taught that. Um, if you are saved and a believer, and then you can, um, it's, it's, it, has, it, it actually has the same connection or affiliation to the whole, um, what is the um, scripture around the kingdom suffers violence? Yes, so it means to that. So basically that you have this kind of power that you can now tear down strongholds, you can command things, obviously in his name, you can um, bind demons in heaven and they will be bound on earth, um, you know, the normal. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said, well said, the normal stuff. So you can tear down strongholds and... Uh, so I'm going to put you on the spot. What have you been taught regarding these things? You told us a little bit about the key. How does that key work? Can you just share that with us? The the keys. The keys and that's how he got them and he's given it to us because somehow we get them from him. I don't actually know how. Anybody else, have you been taught anything extra than what we said? Don't, let's not go and try and get to the truth yet. Anything that you have been taught, what you have thought? There's something that, um, particularly in Matthew 16, that, that came up. Is that was spoken to to Peter uh, uh, or some, um, 
where they were standing was at the rock of Abraham. So when he said to Peter, which means pebble, stone, he didn't mean Peter, he meant the rock behind him, which was Abraham's rock. Um, now there's no, there's no biblical reference to it, but this was extra biblical, uh, looking at the, the place in Israel where they were and, and where they were standing, which was quite an interesting, um, an interesting aspect. Saying based on that rock, which is behind the next piece of every rock. Which is basically the, the, the a important um, aspect because it's the resurrection, that's all it is. Didn't I don't know, I might be making a weird connection, but I mean the Catholic Church was rather focused on Peter's mm -hmm. teachings for a long time, right? Wasn't mm. that very much based on the fact that he's, they say that this, that Joshua says that he's going to build his church on Peter and then give Peter the keys to the kingdom. So Peter's like the guy. Yeah. Saint Peter. So they took, they, they took the opportunity there because um, Peter didn't write that much. So it means oh, they could easy, just easy. fill okay. in the blanks. Oh, okay, nice. So that Peter does write that Paul has mm. wisdom. So you see, they kind of went like, we're just going to, Peter is the one that the Lord appointed. Yeah. That he, the he, will, he will be the authority on which the, and, and so he didn't say much, so we'll just tell you what we think he should have said. That's basically why he went with Peter. They went with Peter. Okay, so a part of the Catholic heritage is the idea, let's start picking up where, what we should undo. I, I, what have you been taught regarding this? Not by myself. <laughs> okay. Before your speaking, um, I took Damien's book, W and I, but he went to go and get the keys and so that I can let him declare and whatever. Man, this vexed me in the beginning years of my walk. I was like, Everybody's claiming to have the keys. Lord, how do I get the keys? I'm like, really big <laughs> problem here. For the keys, okay, yeah. so it did lead me on a quest to find the keys, which we're going to come back to later. So, um, so this is what in the in the psyche of most people has been planted is that um, beyond death or somewhere in the depth of the earth, Satan rules over a kingdom, a realm of his own. Nobody ever asked the question who created this realm for him. Somehow he just kind of is there and it's his place and it's full of fire and smoke and there's many demons running around and they just stick pitchforks into people all day. That's what they do. And then you die and basically, um, so we for some reason has been given the keys and then without too much danger or risk factor, we can kind of unlock the door, go in, do what we want to do and come out. And we can do all of this uh, in the comfort of our living rooms. And, um, <laughs> or at least if we want to be biblical about it, do it together with two people two or three other people that are as crazy as you are and they come into agreement and then, then you can... Okay, so this sounds like the Hercules um, 
uh, legend. And then it's faith. That's faith. That's faith. And persevere. The more faith you have, the more you believe, then it will happen. So if it doesn't happen, no one gets healed, then you don't have faith. Yeah. And you basically don't have authority. So that's when you must call a priest or a pastor, and they'll do it. And they'll do it. Because you see... Yeah. And they've... Yeah. But you see, they, the thing is, the one that gets the job done, that's the ones that's been hanging out yeah. in that ROM the most, so they used to it. So they've got friends there. Do you see, that's actually what's happening. Sorry. When you were describing hell, um, that's, that's more the... the uh, is that not <coughs> the hell that... I'm guessing that the Catholic Church has adopted from their heritage which is not the church in Jerusalem, um, but the, 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 the pagan roots of the Catholic Church. It's just Greek mythology, it's all which it is, is. Which is Greek and Roman mythology. Um, which is uh, the Hades and, the, and, and the, those ideas. Is that not where the, let's call it the, 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 the normal, what most people have an idea of as, as, as hell, is that not, is it, that's from there? It's that's the prevailing... That in the consciousness of humanity, that's the prevailing idea. Nobody really, most normal people don't think about it too much and they don't kind of question it because it's like the moment you have to look at it and question it, then you have to believe in it. And a lot of yeah. people go like, well, I don't believe in it anyways. But then, you know, if you have to ask me, then that's what I'm thinking. So that's where most people are at. Christians don't differ much because they go like, well, he, the word says he went somewhere to go and wrestle with Satan, so there's got to be a place to go. And so that's literally what's in the consciousness of most people. Yeah. Well, because the Bible does talk about um, hell, the grave, Sheol, um, but not quite in, in the dramatic terms that <laughs> no. we often have in our, the images that we have in our head. So can any, yes? And then it's hard because heaven's also been but the one observation that I wanted to, that, that I saw here as well is that um, and, and Jesus says this twice and, and Yeshua says this twice and he, he um, he's, he's saying this as a a relationship, there's a there's a close interaction between heaven and earth, um, and they're not far from each other. There's, there's there's a close interaction. You don't exactly know how that all works, but there is something that that keeps mm -hmm. them close. It was a doctrine that I was taught, mm -hmm. um, and also is that Adam was given the keys rather than the beginning. Okay. okay, we missed that one. That's so Adam what, that's what the in the very beginning, God gave him to Adam. And when Adam sinned and, and, and he felt the fall, that's how Satan got the keys from Adam. That he got given the keys. And then... It's actually quite... It's like a story. And then when, when Yeshua was, was taught when Jesus was on the cross, and he wrestled and got the keys back. And took them back from... It's 
I've also heard it's like chess. You know, God made a move, then Satan made a move, and then. Ah, oh, so God's God playing a game. He, he won, won it when he died on the cross. Like he won it, yeah. yeah. But you see, at, at the root of all this is the fact that, God is that people think that Satan is the most enemy. Mm. That's the bottom line problem. Yeah, that is a good quality of Because I think he is, he is representing evil and he's the Lord's enemy. And everybody sort of hopes that somehow the Lord's going to win because yeah. God wins in the end. Yeah. And that's the root of it because with that doctrine you have to make a place for this guy. You have to make a kingdom for this guy. You have to sort of entertain this mm. guy to some some sort of power so that he can be something. Exactly. But that was, yeah, the whole story was like this epic. Mm. Yeah. Can I say something? And then you elevate him to something that he's not. Mm. Okay. <coughs> so let's start to unpack this. This thing, this mess. So we're basically looking at Greek mythology um, mashed up with uh, a Rambo movie and um, <laughs> the legend of Hercules. Uh, somewhere nobody even bothered to ask the question, does this make any sense? Okay, so let's look at the reality of this. And this is where a lot of our controversial um, doctrines come into play. Outside of time, eternity, mindset, finished work, uh, he's, all of that comes into play. But let's just read the context and then we look at any other scriptures that we can use to come to understanding. Because we don't want to just explain it away like they did. Okay, so can you read for us, please? Which ones first? These ones? No. Just the actual text. The actual text. So we all have to go... Okay, firstly, uh, Matthew chapter 16. From We're going um, verse uh, 15, 29. Yahushua heals the great multitude, right? Then he feeds the 4,000. Okay, then... The Pharisees and Sadducees ask for a sign. And he says they can't discern the times. They'll only have the sign of the prophet Jonah. Then he says to his disciples, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they say, oh, it's because we didn't have bread. And he goes, no, little faith. Why do you reason among yourselves? Because you have brought no bread. Should I read all of this? That was important. That was the, okay. one of the most so, important clues. Now, yes. yeah. From yeah. verse 5. Now, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Yahushua said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Yahushua, being aware of it, said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Didn't they labor that point a little bit too extensively? So a lot of emphasis placed on the whole thing. 
isn't it? Okay, we'll keep it in mind. Yes, let's carry on. When Yeshua came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Yeshua answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Yahushua the Messiah. Okay. Um, okay. So, so details, just details to keep in mind. It's the it's the witness of Peter we have told on it. So, what is witness? The witness of Peter is, is looking at a man, and he has a revelation from the Father. Um, I see a man, but I see God in a man. With other words, it is the fulfilling of the prophecy of God dwelling with man, and uh, he has restored the presence of God with flesh, right? So that's the it's, it's a big part of the Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel prophecies. Now, so that is his witness. Now this, Yahushua says, couldn't have been, has not been revealed to him by flesh and blood, but by the Father in heaven. So there's the interaction between mm. kingdom of heaven and, and earth. Okay. Then he says, Um, forget about on the rock. We're not going to keep that. We're not even going to consider that. Just, just f- focus on the most important thing for the question. Okay. He says he's going to build his church on something. He's going to build his church on something. What? That because of resurrection, man and God will become one. Outpouring of the Holy Spirit as a result of resurrection, right? Now, he's going to build his church and the, the gates of Hades, and this is where some of the confusion comes in, because people, because of the Catholic influence and because of the Greek mythology, they, uh, they just assume he's speaking about the gates of hell. He's talking about death. Death is death. That's a death. Okay. Now, um, because of this... Revelation, because of the church that he will build on something, okay, the gates of Hades will not prevail. Right. Death, the consequences of sin, the wages of sin, the outcome, the result of the fall and sin, the death will not prevail against this. Against what? And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now let's go to the next one, 1818. Solani, you can read it for us. Thank you. uh, Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So now he's going to go... um, 
he's going to warn of offenses. He's going to parable of the lost sheep, um, salvation story. Um, then dealing with the sinning brother. Okay, can you read from verse 15, please? Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if he will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. Assuredly, I say to you, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay, so let's look at the context. When he's saying, um, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, it is a quotation. What is the quotation referring to the law? So he's now, again, so what does he do when he's speaking to Peter? He's establishing the authority of the church. Now, again, he's establishing um, uh, church governance or authority according to the authority that was um, established through the law and by the law. Because that is a hard testimony according to the law. Only testimony that could be brought was according to the law. No other testimony would be heard or considered. Any uh, accusation against someone had to be according to the law. Any um, debt that had to be gathered, any guilt that had to be proven was according to the law. There was no other standard and no other ruling to be made. So he's now establishing again. So if they say if a brother sins against you, they will not hear you take uh, two or three others, go talk to him again. He's talking about according to what do you go talk to this person about. The, because the testimony of two or more will establish. It is a reference to the law. So you can't just go talk to the brother and say, I think you're doing wrong. It's going like, this is what is written. According to the oracles of God, this is written according to the words of Messiah. Um, the authority of the church continues through uh, the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation according to what? What is written. The sayings and the word of God. So he establishes the authority of the church according, based on what has been established in the law. So you can't just go and say, I think you should do this, or I think you're doing this wrong. I or, feel. I feel. Oh, they love that. Charismatic talk, I feel. Okay, forget about that. It is, this is what is written. It is clearly written. Let's agree on it. If the person then does not want to agree with the law, with the, with the written word, not with what you feel or say or ask, what is written... Then it says, now you treat that person as a tax collector. And right after that, now he says, whatever you bind. Okay, now let's look at that. Surely I said to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, if people like to interpret and apply that, just I can ask anything in any way, it has just established according to what is written. Okay, so if two of us 
ag agree on what is according to what is written, and we ask according to what is written, that is the will of God, it shall be done for you. So it establishes the authority and the, the parameters of prayer. So we should be only praying according to God's expressed will. Okay. So now if two, agree, two, two or more agree in any way that is not based on exactly what is written, then that is void and null. It has no power. It can only carry demonic power. So let's keep this in mind. It will become more clear and easier as we move along. So, okay. so he's establishing church authority in both cases. He's connecting it with that the power of death will not be able to resist the authority that's given to the church. How is the uh, authority given to the church according to what is written? Now, all we have to do to walk in accord with uh, authority is two or three uh, in a fellowship as to agree with what is written. Okay, so authority settled. Now, can I read this one? Which one is that? Yes, we can go there next. You're seeing one of the, this one? Yeah. Okay. John chapter 20 verse 23 says, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The, okay, but prior to that, And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Right, keep that in mind. Very important. How will we go about seeing people loosed from their sin? Okay, and the consequences of it. That's the uh, next question. Now, before we do that, let's factor in the shaking off of the dust first, before we go to the key of David. Okay. Okay. In Matthew chapter 10, we'll read from verse 11. Okay, but this is him sending out the disciples and he gives them authority to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely have received, freely give. Okay, now verse 11. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who in it is worthy and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy... Let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Whoever will not receive your words. A simple action of um, responding to the fact that they did not receive your words seems to have a long-term lasting consequence, doesn't it? Okay, so just uh, keep in mind that this is also connected to the whatever you bind, whatever you lose. How is the interaction between heaven and earth then taking place, governed, basis of what, and uh, what's the result? Keep that in mind. Okay, so now... When he sent them out, says, when you enter a town, see what household is worthy. What was they sent to do? Were they primarily sent to go heal the sick or do what? Preach the what? Mm 
No, the wording is, yes, of what? What does it say? And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Very important. Very important. Because we have to, now again, God, do some of that old indoctrination that goes, I'm going to preach the gospel. No, it's go preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's Sunday's teaching, so I'm going to be careful with that. Otherwise, we've got to work out another teaching. Okay. So that's part of Sunday's teaching, but it will follow on. Um, it happened by coincidence that it's all connecting again. Not coincidence, it's, it's provision. So, okay. We are on the course. But um, and they were going to, to go preach to, to Israel, right? mm. to, to Hebrew towns, yeah. to preach to them. The, the, uh, in the beginning of Acts, the, the commandment is it's bigger than that. It's mm. to go beyond that. That's right. This was an initial... That's right. And this is, this is going to link it back to the original authority that was um, spoken to Peter because now he's also going to now show him the sheet uh, revelation or vision, and that's how this whole thing just starts to connect. But just let's just focus on, okay, so what is the keys, what is the authority, what is binding, what is loosing? Okay, now we're going to go to... Now the question we've got to ask is, no, no opinion, no conjecture, we're going to ask... Is there anything else in the word that's using the same terminology that is... So we can go to the keys of David first. Isaiah 22.22. The key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder, so he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut and no one shall open. So the keys of the house of David okay, shall be put on his shoulders. Okay, whose shoulders? Okay. Pardon? Yeah, but remember it's Old Testament, so it's prophecy and... Mm. Okay, now let's go to Revelation. Okay. D- these first? Yeah. Okay, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. Okay, so we see that's the confirmation of the Isaiah prophecy. Okay. Is this? Oh, verse 18. Okay. Um, Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Could it have been a translation? 
it's, it, could, it could be the thought process of the place where the dead rest and death itself. Death, uh, remember, is a spiritual entity or power reality that enters our realm through sin. It's the wages proclaimed by God, but it is at the end of time also thrown into the lake of fire. Uh, that's as much as we understand of it. But we know that death is also thrown into the lake of fire. So it ha he has the keys, he has the power, the authority over death, and also the place or the resting place that's going to feature. Now, <coughs> what, the key, the, the, the question remains. What is the keys? We see that he holds the keys, he has the keys. It's prophesied in Isaiah that the keys will be put on his shoulders. And we see that he gives authority to Peter and then he establishes how the authority to the church would be established according to what has already been given. So it has to be from the book of Genesis all through. Now we're going to get to the actual answer. We have to just be thorough in looking at what do you want to read next? Okay, yeah. Daniel chapter 9. Okay, now, now we're going to start piecing together some. If we want to understand the wording, the phrasing, then we have to go... Binding and loosing, that's the next question. What do we have in the Word to try and understand what He's talking about? Bind, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So we're going to do something here and it will have an effect from there. Okay, and so what is it? Okay. So Daniel has the visions throughout chapter chapter 7, chapter 8, um, and then at the end of chapter 8, let's just read verse 26, because this is where we want to focus, and the vision of the evenings and mornings, which was told is true, therefore seal up the vision for it refers to many days in the future. So just so you know, there's the, Gabriel is speaking this to him. The angel Gabriel. So he, he tells him the whole vision. And then says, And the vision of the evenings and mornings which was told is true. Therefore seal up the vision. For it refers to many days in the future. Okay, seal up. Seal up the vision. Seal up the vision. Okay, next. Revelation. <laughs> Chapter 2. The, the, the bulb go on. Yes. Uh, Daniel 9 was the point was to seal up the Yeah. That's yeah. the point. Seal up the vision. So, 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 oh, so, down here. so something, something is given shown to Daniel, and then he is given a commandment authority to do what? Seal it up. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, Revelation chapter 10, verse 4. Now, when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Seal up the things which the seven thunders uttered, and do not write them. Now I want to know what the seven thunders said. 
You don't we all. Okay, then Revelation chapter 22, verse 10. 22, verse 10. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. So, so we see that there's commandment given to men, mere men, to can seal we, can certain we things up. In the pot? Yes, you can. Because we did a teaching on this last year. So there's authority given to mere men to seal certain things up, and then he says, "Do not seal this up, because the time is at end. So this can be released." Okay. Because we did a teaching on this last year, and I think I think it fits in. Okay, go for it, yes. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 1, Paul writes, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Messiah who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I do not know, God knows. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. And then we said, he's referring to his two states of existence. So his fleshly human state, but then his person in Messiah, where he says that he knows a man in Messiah, referring to himself, receiving revelation from God. But then he says, but then this is the part, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. And I feel like that has the same <coughs> thought mm. pattern and idea of seal up the vision, it's not yet for now, don't write what the thunder's uttered, that kind of idea. Okay, I'll go back. That's, that's good. That fits in. Now let's go back to Matthew. What was it? 16. Okay. 16. Uh, verse 16. Okay. The main point he's making before he gets to the, the whole authority and key thing is um, he's highlighting another authority, another dynamic on earth that they should watch out for. What is that? The leaven of the Pharisees. What is that? What's the leaven of the Pharisees? Teachings. Teachings. Oh, yeah. So he's talking about Watch out for this. There's teachings, there's authority. What are they? They are the authority that is claiming authority over the words and the writings of God. So the words of God, the oracles of God. The very same thing he's going to refer to when he's going to establish the authority of the church. Okay. He's saying they claim authority according to the written word, the word of God. And watch out, it's 11. Watch out for that. Okay. Now... Uh, let me just get there. Before we can get there, let's go a little bit back uh, to chapter 16, 
verse. So he's going to say, okay, let's read it. Verse 1. Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. So what is the testimony of Peter? So Peter's eyes are open so that he sees the sign from heaven. He says, you Pharisees search the scriptures uh, for eternal life, but you don't even realize that I am here with you. I'm speaking to you. I am. Okay. So now he says, they say, you show us a sign. And he answers them and says, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites. You know, how, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. So what was the sign of Jonah? What did he go? He went into a city, no miracles, no signs, no anything. He was the sign. What was that? Why was he the sign? Because he, he must have been resurrected, otherwise he was living in the fish's belly for three days, depending on what you're going to believe. So he, so he refuses the word of God, doesn't want to obey the word of God, thrown overboard, Eventually, after three days, three days, three days, three days, um, spat out, uh, represents the resurrection, goes into the city as a witness of the resurrection, a foreshadowing of the prophecies of Messiah, says an entire city repents. Okay. Sign of Jonah. Okay. What is Peter witnessing to Peter is witnessing to the fact that a man is standing in front of them and God is indwelling man. His witness is that now it, the possibility of resurrection, with other words, that the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the confirmation of that is going to take place. Let's go back to the keys and binding and loosing. Let's just go back to that. We're going to look at the meaning of the words just now. Okay. Mm -hmm. How, what is the tool, the thing that we are given as believers that is going to that we're going to manifest? What are we going to manifest as witnesses? What are we going to bring? What are we going to take into a person's world, into a town, into a household? What are we bringing? How are we doing that? By the Spirit. By the Spirit as well. The Word. The Word. The Word. That's it, the Word. But, what, what is given to the Apostles? What is given to the Apostles? What's the authority that's given to the Apostles? Do you want to tell us what the authority was that was given to Adam? Um, so the authority that was given to Adam, because he was, remember, to 
tend the garden, but authority was given to him over all creation. And he has done a, we have taught on this. But so, um, what did Adam do in the garden? He was just supposed to proclaim the truth of who God is, the truth of his glory, the truth of his kingdom. And declaring that, declaring who God is, that authority would maintain creation in perfection. As long as he did just that. So he was proclaiming perfection, he was proclaiming God, and all of that was keeping creation. That was the authority that was governing creation in a perfect, alive state. And obviously, sin entered, Adam fell, and he then lost the glory. He lost that authority to be able to declare because death entered. So now, and there was the separation from that perfect separation and unity from God, which means that now there was a hindrance in being able to fully declare <coughs> who God is. And uh, do you want to go? Yes. <coughs> so God says to Adam, on the day that you eat of this tree, you will surely die. But when Adam and Eve eat of that tree, death enters the entire creation. Mm. So what was that thing that Adam carried? When they, their wages of their sin is death for them, but it enters in the entire creation. It affects everything. Okay? So if he had no physical action that we know of to perform, but he was given enough authority to play this pivotal role of authority, um, representing God himself within creation, only thing that God gave man that is different from the rest of creation is the voice and the language. The voice and the language. So, Jonah comes into the city. What's he preaching? We don't know. He just repent. Repent what? We'll look at the repentance on Sunday. Okay. But he comes and he preaches repentance to them. Because he's of his witness, his witness of resurrection, the entire city repents. So, Peter, what's the difference between Peter before his actual infilling with the Holy Spirit, that is the fulfillment of the resurrection, before and after? What's the difference between them? What's, what's the difference in them? <coughs> so, what, what tool is he using to bring repentance to 3,000 people? Speaks. He speaks. Does he speak to the thousand principalities or to the people? What's the authority? We open. What, did, what were they supposed to either seal up or not seal up? The Word. The Word. What do we have the authority to speak? The Word. And when we speak, to, when we fall with the Holy Spirit and we speak the word by, by the leading of the Spirit according to the authority given and the mandate, according to the plan, we call it the plan for short because it sums up the, the truth of the word and the working of God, his purpose and his intent. Okay, so the plan. So what have we, given, what, what have we been given authority to speak? The plan. 
Mm. And what happens when we go into a place, into a life, and we speak the plan? What do we lose? What do we release? Yes? Fragrance. Can you read fragrance? <clears throat> now thanks be, be to God. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Messiah and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Messiah among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. So everything, everything, in all its complicated detail, boils down to the resurrection. That's what Peter's witness is, that man, the Holy Spirit will indwell us, so God with man, united with man, us united with God. Uh, Messiah in the body becoming the first fulfillment of that, the only fulfillment of that, and the ultimate fulfillment of that. That was the state of Adam before. God's image, God's likeness. Mm. The authority laid in that oneness. And that is, that is how heaven and earth interact. Now, what does it mean to loose or to bind then? We open the word or we close the word? That's it. So you speak the truth of what the Word of God, so the entire Word. Genesis, remember we said Genesis to Revelation. What is the authority of the church based on? The witness between two or three regarding what is written. What is written represents the expressed will of God through His actions, His teaching, and His uh, example, the Word. So the Word, whether you go... Is it written? Is it spoken? Is it through example? It's represented by the word, which is the person that came as the example and the fulfillment, but it begins in its unfolding by the expression of God's plan in the book of uh, Genesis, then the expressed will of God through interaction and revelation to man, whether it is visions, dreams, or direct instruction, but it remains the word of God, to keep it simple. The word of God now becomes the greatest determining authority on earth. It becomes the link between this realm and the other. And the word of God comes by the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Spirit, the revelation of the how is the word of God given and opened up by the working of the Holy Spirit through that which has been recorded. Now, once the authority has been given to the apostles, what is going to transpire after this? the mysteries are going to not only be revealed, explained, taught, but it's going to be written down. Now, he sends them with what message? The kingdom of God is at hand. It says, if anybody doesn't receive your words, this message, shake the dust off your feet. What did they do? They closed it back up, sealed it up, leave. Judgment has come to that town, that house, that person that did not receive the word. It's not like he's kind of like, he's not saying, just leave the word with them, love them, eventually they'll come around. He goes like, if they reject the word, if they will not receive the word, close it back up again. Mm. 
They'll be judged according, according to what you brought and what they didn't receive. If they receive it, then you have just opened, unsealed it for them with the apostolic authority. And what does this bring? Brings life, brings freedom from bondage, brings resurrection, brings healing, uh, whether it's the physical is the secondary healing, brings healing. And how, when he said, uh, I give you authority that whosoever sins are forgiven them, how's that going to happen? Just by you going like, I forgive your sin, I forgive your sin, I forgive your sin, I forgive you. Like the queen, I forgive you, I forgive you. No. It would be like this, not like that. Hold on. <laughs> you see, how is that authority given to the apostles or the disciples that whosoever sins they forgive them, how is that going to happen? Can sins be forgiven without the preaching of the gospel? See, when, when we share the truth of God's will, His word, His expressed will, we agree on it, two or three agree. It said what? If a person receives that, then what? You receive your brother back. If you retain someone, it's not just one part of the coin. If you retain someone's sin against them, it will be retained against them. Why? Because we have to come. What is the authority to see if sin's forgiven? How is sin going to be washed away? By the gospel. And what is the gospel? He died and he's resurrected. There's resurrection provided. It will entail justification, uh, regeneration, all of that, but there's resurrection provided. Accept it, agree on what is written, and sins are forgiven. I give you authority to go, what? What did, what did Peter do? Do we want to read exactly what happens there? No. So the same Peter that had no authority to speak of, he had one thing. He had the witness. The revelation, the same revelation that Nineveh had. He had the revelation. He had the same witness that we find in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, same Moses, same witness. That's all he had. And from that witness, he's now, the word is restored to him. By the witness, the word is now restored and given, and that is where the authority of the believer and the church lies. And he now walks out on the roof, because he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and he, he has confirmation of the word, he is going to speak the word. Speaks the word according to what? According to the prophecies of Messiah? So he goes and he fetches it where? Torah, prophets right through to the wit personal witness of Messiah and His resurrection. And what comes? Enough authority to see 3,000 men have their sins forgiven. What has been loosed in heaven comes to earth in one blink of an eye. One day. A preordained preordained reality that was already determined and, and released in heaven comes to earth. But how does it come to earth? Through the voice of one man. He was given authority to release this fulfillment of the prophecies and the scriptures over that crowd of people. <laughs> 
when you <coughs> when you when you close the word. So you share with all your love and compassion and authority the truth of the word of God, and the person says yes, but I don't want to accept that. That's a good example. So a number of years prior, it happened to also be on the same day of the year that 3,000 people were killed and swallowed up in the earth. They stood against Moses um, at the base of Mount Sinai. Good connection. Very good connection. See, that's the authority. So we see the authority still being given, still being carried, but it has to be according to the revelation of the resurrection and the confirmation of the word in men. And they have this authority. But you see none of these men using the authority in the way that the church tries to. It's, It's the authority of the word. It abides on us as far as we walk in the word, obey the word, and represent the word. That's it. So, see, see how it correlates? Now, the way we, we, we bind up or we bind is simply person you share with patience, long-suffering, love, in truth and in the spirit, the word of God. And the person says, I don't particularly want to accept what you're saying because I like the way that I used to think. And you know what? You go suit yourself and the very key that you use to unlock it they don't even know you take your book in the moment when I close my Bible and I say goodbye whatever they could have gained I take with me they can't just have it that's the reality of this See, there's some of the stuff that's been sealed up. It's not that it has not been loosed or revealed. It will be loosed by revelation by the Spirit to the people in the time that needs to see it, understand it, and remember it. So there is the aspect of remembrance. And I think some of them will not accept it at the later time. A person, uh, the Lord might send someone else in some way to unlock even the smallest bit of the scripture and if they find entrance then according to his grace he can remember it's what has already been loosed <coughs> in heaven. What happens in reality? The authority that, that the key that is that we're speaking about here is the word. When the word is opened by the, the real authority of the spirit full believer that has been sanctioned to speak it now where it has been authorized according to you so we're not just going to loose things here that hasn't been loosed in heaven that's why we walk by the spirit and we obey the spirit and we only do what the spirit does in times that is sanctioned and authorized when I open the word the greatest power on earth has been opened if it correlates with what the Lord has predestined, preordained for that person, a miracle happens. A person believes stuff that they would have never believed before, hears things they could never hear before, and see things they could never see before. The only thing that could stop them from entering in is rebellion. So we're back at this past Sunday's teaching where if you don't use what you've been given, then he'll take it away from you again. And so there's that dynamic. But the authority and the key part is simply 
We're not saying that people reject the gospel they hear, for instance, from me, they're going to be lost. We're just saying they have to now encounter another person that's been given specific authority to open it up. And now they've got to enco also encounter someone that's not going to tell them all the other lies that we've just proven is hanging around. Somehow, though, by grace, the Lord will even use the guy that's got eight out of ten things wrong and um, he used a little bit of word that the guy by accident sometimes quotes right and the word will unlock what is loosed in heaven. But that's not necessarily the apostolic authority, that's just the authority of the word. So the word itself is the key. Isn't there also an element of, because we've been, you've been speaking a lot about the prophecy of the famine of the hearing of the word of the Lord. And so isn't there also an element of, we see that Peter writes that, you know, all the prophets actually ministering to us but they didn't have access into the things that they were prophesying uh, because it wasn't for them yet so isn't there an element of it having been even though by the spirit the truth has been declared through the ages there was an element of no one having or very few having access into it because of a lack of understanding or because it hadn't been loosed or unbound or unlocked yet and then when the apostles do arrive and the Lord gives this authority back, now they have the authority to explain, to bring understanding, to loose up, so that when we now go back, we have access into that which has always been declared and yet was sealed up and no one had access into it. <coughs> so that's, so when we were speaking, yeah. uh, he always, he says when, the Lord started giving him the building blocks. Initially, the Lord called it keys. And so, for me, this is, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. There's nothing else that's going to give me access into the kingdom of heaven as much as the eternal truths. And if I, if I decide that I give, or I don't want one of those keys, or three of them don't suit me, so I'm not going to have them, then obviously my authority will significantly diminish in being able to explain or understand or give understanding to others. So, so all these little pieces just form one picture. And that's very important what you brought out is the fact that although the Spirit was, was prophesying, the authority to release the whole, it was still sealed up. Even in, though the, uh, the prophets could prophesy it, it was sealed up, couldn't be received by everybody. And the moment that Peter is given by the Father, he says, by the Father is giving you, you have been chosen to have this witness, this revelation. The moment he speaks it out, he releases it, he is the witness that releases the power of the new covenant, literally. Only after that incident, now the Lord says, speaks about the keys, authority, after this. Okay, so the word, what does the word do? <coughs> What's the only thing that, that pierces through that, uh, that stronghold of death and um, the consequences of, the, or the consequences of sin? 
the word. The word spoken is authority sanctified by the Spirit through the Spirit in accordance with, with all the Scripture, not some. So there's, that is the thing that actually calls the... Because remember, how will faith come? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So in our time, the Lord will... The, the quiet voice will call the person inside, but somebody somewhere is going to, in some way, speak the Word of God into that person's um, dead being, and the bonds of death will be broken. This is what the key that, that unlocks, that, that opens the door of Hades and death, this thing, the Word. You see, that's also the, the leaven of the Pharisees. So they were, it's not that they were not preaching the Torah or the prophets anymore, but they were not acknowledging the keys of knowledge. Keys of knowledge is the seed. It's the central truth of the gospel, is that he came. <clears throat> that's a part of what that, that, why that the whole lie is put in place. Why did he come? <coughs> he came for the seed. He came with his winnowing fan. And that's what, what gospel are we speaking? Kingdom of God is at hand. What is that? Now we've got to go outside of time. The whole thing fits together all the time. But so, so just to, now it's for everybody to go pray, make sure, is this the answer? Is this basically the key, the word? The authority to um, loose here and it will be loosed in heaven is what? What is the key that will loose the things of heaven? The kingdom of God is that. It's the word, it's the gospel. The testimony of the resurrection. You agree? Is there anything more you wanted to add? Okay. Do you want to explain anything? Okay. The nations, what is the nations? So we know that all nations come from three bloodlines. Um, the, the nation, the, what, what the gospel should be preached to your faith, and then preached to um, the 12 tribes, especially the 10 lost tribes. Shame. And uh, that's shame. And that's where the gospel has to be preached. So the gospel, this is authority for judgment. It's the, what we carry is the authority for judgment. So it all has to be, remember he says it all has to be judged according to the gospel. Mm -hmm. Those that were before the ark, while God was long-suffering, was waiting, oh, and it says in Romans the Israelites will be judged, uh, it says in Hebrews that the, even the Israelites in the, in the wilderness will be judged according to the Word gospel. Judged, yes. <clears throat> the, it, it still has to be preached. has to be faced with the same gospel because it's a fair judgment. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. It's just the, the focus was on the gospel of salvation. Yeah. But the gospel, what, the, the, what is the gospel? Gospel of the kingdom of heaven. And that will be either judgment or salvation. 
And it has to be according to what has been established in heaven, what is true there, because you can't lead another seed to salvation. The two has to connect. You can't connect. Um, you can... The train driver can decide to drive a train to a place where there's no track, but it's not going to go. So it has to connect. What is, what is established and true in heaven and been loosed in heaven has to be loosed here. We loose it here according to what's been loosed there. So it's, you can't now think about what comes first. It's a non-issue outside of time. And if you're walking by the Spirit. Mm becomes a non-issue. So uh, we can't labor at any, anybody want to add anything any, any on the side? JP, Solani, is it making sense? So it is true that speaking the word will sever all the, what they call it? Ties. The word will sever all the ties. The word will, will break the power of Satan in your life. The word will pull down the strongholds. Um, but not when you go like, I pull down strongholds. Just <laughs> know the not word so word. you can speak it. In, according to the season and the place and the, and the unctioning of the Spirit and the mandate for what word, that's the other thing. Um, that's why we walk by the Spirit, we mm. do it by the Spirit, because there's people that can, you, a person can speak the word all they want if they haven't been authorized by him, positioned by him, sent by him and led by him, then that word is not going to achieve much. It might. Might there's some seeds that might fall by the wayside and, and bear some fruit, but the, the the point is we have to be available and equipped. Mm. But the most important thing is after equipping that we are sensitive enough to know what the Holy Spirit wants to speak when and how. Mm. That's right. If you if you rightly positioned, that's again one of those equal truths that there'll be times when you will sow where you're not going to reap and reap where you're not going to sow. And that is the times when sometimes you just have to plant the seed. Now, I prefer wanting to tend the, the field myself often, but sometimes the Lord will just use you to speak that word. And what happens, but if you have any ability, then try and disciple. And that's why Paul would often go back and he would write to the church in Romans, um, I haven't seen you for years, but I long no, for you. No, he's never been there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who does he say I haven't he's seen for years, there. though? No, exactly. We spoke about when he... Yes. Okay, I can't remember. Well, Colossians, anyway. yeah, Colossians, he does say... Uh, oh, Colossians, Colossians, face, yeah. But I'm with you in the spirit. So there's some people he hasn't seen for years, and there's others that he wished to. So he's trying to disciple them through letters. Yeah. And there's oh, well, okay, but I think what you're thinking about, I think he writes to Priscilla and Aquila at the in end Ro of in, Ro in Rome. the letter, because they obviously yeah. they are in Rome. But he's saying to them he hasn't seen them for a while. Yeah. But it's not to the Rome. So he's actually he longing for them because the he hasn't seen them for such a long time. Now, Sorry, that, I yeah. Mm. 
definitely. Yeah. But not the yeah, running around and just. I think the big challenge in using or having as a, as as a spiritual believer, firstly, having been discipled in the right plan, the true plan of God, the true word of God. I think then the next challenge for us is to know what to speak. Mm. That's the big big challenge that will unlock because sometimes the Holy Spirit will. I've seen, and unfortunately, this is a maturity thing and an equipping thing. I've seen the Holy Spirit create an, uh, an opportunity, and then the person speaks about exactly something that is not going to carry the authority to do anything. And that's where we are. We we we. That's part of that discipling, the discipling in each other, but also in the Word and with the Holy Spirit. We're actually. If we're not spending unselfish, uh, ex- <clears throat> outward focused time in the Word with the Holy Spirit, then He cannot prepare us for that person we're going to meet. Because what we're going to do, if it wasn't an outward focused, not self-aware time in the Word that we spend, then what we're going to do is we're going to meet the person that need a word on the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and we're going to explain to him how the Passover works. <laughs> see how, see how that's another facet of very important of understanding how to use the keys by the Spirit. Okay, I hope that answers your question, Shelley. Yeah. Does it?